Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying to not to lose my head. It's like a struggle sometimes. It makes you wonder how you keep on going under. Hey, no one knows the line after that. You know what? Are we recording? We are. Do you remember that song? Break you later. Murder. Hey, remember the start, and it's like you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the steals if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. The best part of that song song is um, I'm playing when I go home. The best part of that song is when um, is when Nate Dogg's like, the next stop is the East Side Hotel. (laughs) Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Amen. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg, man. They don't make music anymore. It was a clear black night, a clear white stream. And uh, 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 listen, no now we're just like no, no, we, no, we, you're just showing off the range, and I we're mean, not here for it. Just listen, big there, man is, up, there is always range in this podcast. Just big man up, just big man up. Listen, if well we if done, we were Rich. to ever got nice vocal tones, Thanks, if mate. we were to ever change the name of our podcast, we wouldn't we'll probably have to go through. <laughs> no, Sorry, if, what? It's mad chat. Let hear me, finish. me out. Hear me out. Let me land. If we ever change the name of podcast, yeah, we wouldn't be able to because. We'll have to have like copyright legal agree like legal yeah. things with the range. This shit is trademarked, by the way. This name is trademarked. I know that. I know it's trademarked. Oh yeah, no. Oh, you can um, you can really miss my joke. Maybe it was just a dead joke. The range, no. The range, the range is yeah. the shop. The range, but that'll be the name of the podcast if we we're changed. But we're not going to change it because you know why? Because this could and terribly, terribly. episode twelve. All right, Johnny. Deuce. Johnny. Keep our song. Johnny. Deuce. Johnny. Hello. Hi. Can you Deuce. say how, how many languages can you say twelve in? Not that many. Dus. Dose. Zwölf. It's German. Mm. So they go elf and zwölf. Elf, zwölf, dreiben, sieben, fünfzehn, sechzehn, sieben, achtzehn, neunzehn. Then, funnily enough, the Germans they don't say twenty-one. They say one and twenty. And yeah. one in thirty, it's it's got einundzwanzig, dreiundzwanzig, vierundzwanzig. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit chat. Kind of confusing. Um, um, not that many languages. I can say twelve to be fair. That's actually like you actually did well. See you, here's Abby, Jordan Five, Off Whites. I see you casually. Yo, you know know, are, those, are those Dragon Ball socks? Nah, they're lion socks. Oh, they look like Dragon Balls from here. Nah, they oh, do they actually. Are lions. No, they are lions. Yeah. But you know, it's actually champion, champion on the hoodie. Listen, no, you know what it is, yeah. Swagger done. Sorry about the socks, yeah, because basically I did a dark wash today and nothing's um, some you know batch of living and that. Like, yeah. I do a wash once. There's like no more darks available. Oh. So um, mm. so yeah, I've got these multicolored looking socks, and I see you there mm. with a supreme. Johnny's doing a throwback to the 80s with some feeler. Come yeah. on. You know what I mean? Some white socks, some tube socks. Uh, they call them in the States. What are these trainers called know? again? I still need to get them. The ones I'm wearing? Yeah, the New Balance. New Balance 327B. Yeah, baby. The so clean. I got these in about five different colorways because they're just mm. sexy as fuck. And you only showed me two of them. They're just sexy mm. as fuck. I see your hook. I got, yeah, no, I got a few of these. <laughs> I got a few of these, man. We keep them low key, though. You know what I mean? You like, know, I still can't find my ring from my man. That's crazy. Find. Shout out, you're on Kling, but I can't believe. It's somewhere in the house. You need to find you it. You know what it is? It's actually probably, because there's things. I always get paranoid with rings because, like, my fingers swell up really quickly. So from after what? a while, I take them off and put the ring in my pocket. So it's actually probably in one of my jacket pockets. I seem to go through every one of my jackets and see. Which jacket pocket? What makes your fingers swell up? Like stress or heat or like? I don't know. I think it might be heat. 
Might are you, are you like, to be of, honest, are you f- made of metal. But to be honest, you, I think yeah, it might he be does heat. make your fingers swell up though. Yeah, like for example, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, like sometimes in colder yeah. in colder uh, temperatures, rings are easier to get on. Yeah, yeah that's why. Literally, yeah, yeah, so literally, like I got I got a pair like a couple of pairs of kicks that are normally they're eights and they're very snug. Whoa, but, whoa, whoa. Uh, so, but so, listen, hold on, hold on. That says size eight. Yeah, size eight. What size are you again? Ten. Yeah, I'm size ten and a half, eleven. Yeah, I'm a size eight, and I'm like one of the taller <laughs> ones as well. Ah, oh, trust me, trust me. It's a myth, trust me. Yeah, getting get winning raffles must be just a nightmare for you, bro. It that's is like nightmare. That's that's why you're always winning, and I'm always catching L's, bro. No, yeah. but to be fair, at least his size is always in stock on a men's website. Nah, it's not. But no, you can that, buy. That's a dead joke. But you can. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. But you can buy female kicks. <laughs> Nah, I can't. No, that's not even a diss. <laughs> nah, I can't. No, that's I can't. not even a diss. I, I swear. I yeah, you can because women's shoes go up to size nine. So if yeah. you see a sick, women get a lot of really good colorways. Nah, um, but they, their colorways are good, but then they, they, they slap pattern on it or pattern or whatever, or like yeah, some right, wild man. stuff is not, it's but not really. Okay. No, but sometimes every now and again, they do like a colorway, which is like not men's. So yeah, it doesn't go yeah. up to it like 13 or whatever, but you can get into them. No problem. It's mad. Like when, so when I was young, when I was like a bit younger, yeah, because... I used to be like a size seven for like most of my teens and like early twenties. Oh I used to be, I used to get called a dinosaur. Why? Like a T-Rex. Cause you know T-Rexes, yeah, they're tall, but they've <laughs> yeah, got like they tiny got feet. And like, oh, but they're not tall. Kids are cruel. What? <laughs> fam, man six foot fam. Bro, anyway. We don't address this early. Yeah, no, no, no. Fam, um, that's true. You know what? I'm, I'm five foot 11 and a half, but you know what? With them Yeezys on, with them anything Yeezys is possible. On. So welcome listeners to This Could End Terribly, episode 12 with your boys, Abby Ade, Johnny Vivas, and Man Like Zabby Art. We are here for the next, I don't know how long, <laughs> to give you the latest and the greatest of what's been going on, the things that are shifting and shaping the culture. Did you see that for a freestyle? Can I get a... I just freestyled that. I was going to interject with, that's what's up. That's what's up. Bars. My chat. The range. All of the quotes. How are you, Rich? I'm tense. I'm not going to lie. I'm tense. Oh, okay. We're going to get into it. It's been a fucking crazy week. Um... The soul is not sitting very well Correct. right now for many of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, thank you to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, mm-hmm. SoundCloud listeners, Pause. YouTube viewers, Pause. everybody who is on this thing, continue to subscribe, follow, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a hoe. YouTubers, please help us out a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, YouTubers, you know what I mean? Just fucking just hit subscribe on it. Um, but yeah, I've been good. Um, nothing really has been going on. It's been a crazy week at work. At something, something I am proud of this week at Come work, on. actually. I was made um, the co-chair of the black professional community at my work this week. Um, and I won't go into all the reasons why that's a big deal, um, but it is a large community. Speaks for itself. Um, at my office. Something that I've worked in for a bit. Wasn't expecting to, to go into a leadership position within that. But it really feels good that after a year, a crazy year for black people around the world, um, I'm part of a company that is trying their very, very best to make some changes and have put me in a position where I can be on the front line, pushing the envelope and putting forward some of the things that we need to see from a community standpoint, from an employer standpoint internally. Um, and yeah, it's a privilege. So that's a good thing that's come out of a generally broadly shit that's week. That's awesome, man. Hey, man. Um, how are you, man? Um, really good week. But at the same time, it's been a tough week. Challenging mentally both inside work and what's going on in the world. Um, so yeah, I agree with you in terms of being tense in a sense. Yeah, man. 
but yeah, we, I, I'm, I'm probably going to hold back and we're going to go through it. You know what I mean? I'm tight. Johnny, how are you? So there's two things that have been rolling around my head all week. The first one is, is it not mad that a group of squid isn't called a squad? But secondly, <laughs> um, there are 50 million kangaroos in Australia and three and a half million people in Uruguay. So if all the kangaroos in Australia decided to invade Uruguay, then every citizen would have to fight off 14 kangaroos each. My G, have you seen kangaroos as well? They're Man. not here. They're not here for joke, bro. No, they're, they're mad. Kangaroos. Yo, they're not they're here for joke. They're actually the most scariest they thing. They the I saw your Instagram bruv. thing. I thought the same thing. Bruv, they are fucking If a kangaroo's knocking on that door, yeah, it's are all mad. I'll bruv. open up fully. Take everything. No, I'd give, I'd give him I'd give him my chains. He's got my neck. Yeah, no, there's some bad. There's some Asian countries. I don't know where exactly where they do like kangaroo fighting, like in a wrestling ring, like kangaroo boxing. They put boxing gloves on kangaroos oh, for real. and they just like fight. They get or like to fight or, or people fight the kangaroos and the kangaroos just stand on their tail and they just give them like a little bang, like Chung Lee. It's just mad. But they got Tekkers as well. They're not just swinging like bruv. they were. One, where did they learn? How did they get yo, so hench? Bruv? Where, where did they learn martial arts and what gym did they go to? I need to know. I need to. I need to go. And what's there. their diet? Fitness first with uh, Matt Simpson. You know what uh, I'm what, saying? Twelve years of slave <laughs> workout. <right>. Listen, <laughs> listen. Honestly, like where where do they work out? Yeah, and what's their diet? Yeah, I need to know. Kangaroos. Yeah, they're man of vegans. Kangaroos are the cutest. <laughs> listen, kangaroos are the cutest. Like marsupials. Yeah, like. If they're not cute, they'll bang you no, in your face. No, they're the cutest man. marsupials, yeah, when they're babies and that. Yeah. Oh, okay. When they're babies. Like yeah, yeah. in the pouch and that, looking all cute, and then. You, I, I never, you know what it is, yeah? You never see the in-between stage. You never see like a teenage kangaroo. <laughs> you just see them as a baby. They, they, they F off somewhere and they, they, they just come back moving like 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 Ryu from no, Street Fighter. No, there's fam. a kangaroo in Tekken, bro. What's, what's my man called? Uh, I can't remember the kangaroo oh, in Tekken, but I know what you mean. That in the comments. I can't yeah. believe I didn't know that. The pressure for real. But anyway, big up Uruguay for the oncoming um, kangaroo Johnny, invasion. you have a wonderful mind. But besides all of those random facts, how are you... Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm kind of yeah, just getting yeah, on with that. As, uh, as Buster Rhymes said uh, in the precursor to the seminal track, uh, Baby, If You Give It To Me with Mariah Carey, <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on tonight. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, as Zavi says, jump right in. How do you feel after waiting basically all of last summer, last autumn and winter, and now a bit of spring, you finally get the Drake project, but it's not. No, it's not, it's not, it's not no, 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 no. It's Zab, not the Drake project. Let me land, as you said. You f <laughs> we finally get the Drake project or a Drake project, and it's not certified. Lover boy. Mm. When it dropped, when Scary Hours two dropped. Mm. Um, I mean, the obvious answer to my question is you were filled with giddy joy. But how did you really feel <laughs> when it wasn't certified lover boy? No, no, I was actually calm, but he gave us starters. He really told he us he's going calm. through. He already told us that he's going through rehab at the moment. Yeah. He's going through what? He's yeah, that he's like doing rehab at the moment, his oh. leg or something like that. And he just gave us a little bit of status. Some status. He's, he's gave us on, he, so, he, he, some hors d'oeuvres. He gave us on entree. <laughs> <laughs> some aperitifo. But you know what? It's trash. No, it's not. <laughs> and the new music section begins <laughs> at the start. <laughs> Listen, no, no, I, no, I, actually, I actually quite like it. Yeah, it's, the, it's fire. Trash. I quite like it. If it wasn't yeah. made by Drake. I'm in a change today that recommends second machine. Stay right there. Stay right there. Stay right there. What's wrong with you? You can't play it. We're going to get knocked off. No, no, no. We're not getting sued by Not even, not even. Not even. Wait, wait, wait. Two seconds. If it wasn't Basically, if it wasn't made by Drake, no one would listen to it. That's what's up. What? Oh no, man! No, 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 no. Some of these mumble rappers are getting away with a lot less. That doesn't mean that they're 
good. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's just situational music. It's clout. You know, it's just yeah, he it's said, look, he said this. Release. He said, yeah, drops him off at school. Big day for my little man. Recess hits. Daddy probably made another M. Listen, the guy is are you on, on crud. Are you on Rap Genius right I now? I am on Rap Genius right now. That's just disgraceful. What the fuck is right? going on? Regardless of what their husbands do to provide, they're asking me if I know Beyonce. He's reading it like it's a Bible. And Nicki like, Minaj. I mean, this is Like his, he's an African, course. like he's Pastor Toby reading says, the Bible. He's this like, is his spiritual Big leader. up Pastor Toby. <laughs> whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Don't put it in the podcast, man. It's disaster only. Yo, bro. that pastor probably listens to Drake too. Oh, goodness. So you you, you love it. I'm, I'm assuming you love yes, Scary I love Hours it. too. Yes, I have um, my favourite. Does this my... intensify the desire for certified lover yes, boy? Yes, I'm a massive Drake fan if you no. didn't know and for new and for new and for newcomers for newcomers i suppose he's got to tell the newcomers right yeah, newcomers, <laughs> newcomers i'm a massive drake fan um, sorry for sorry to all the day ones if, um, and if and if <laughs> um, and if uh certified lover boy comes out when we're out of this lockdown then feel free to arrange like some sort of like listening party no 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 we had we had this you on keep, episode you keep, 10 we're not yeah, doing yeah. it you keep trying to like we're no no i'm trying to flirt with this idea no i'm not saying trying to make listen party it doesn't have to be a discount terrible listen party just a general listen party just catching just, just gonna invite people to your house yeah no not to my house no oh oh so where are you gonna do it no it could just be like on zoom or something isn't it wait 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 no 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 we can't let him you're gonna organize a zoom listening party yeah for certified lover boy. Yeah. That's mad chat. Who's attending? Listen. Hell of a it's a grid it's a grid of sixteen different webcams <laughs> on your Zoom. <laughs> Who who's filling up? Four rows by four. Tell <laughs> me. I need to know. And Listen. if you say my name <laughs> I'm not there. Rich, I'm not yo, there. Yo, I'm busy. Yo, Rich is there. Trust me. I'm fucking what? Yo, listen, 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 Respect listen, me. Listen, I'm listen, back. I'm back. Listen, I've been in car James with with Drake. With, um, Drake. I've been in car James with Abiada, yeah, and he knows word for word singing from his chest. Drake I know. Lyrics. I know some Drake songs. No, oh, don't don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> Bro, I yo, do. Abs, I do. Don't do that. Bro, Drake, Stop showing off front of your friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're with me, when you're with me, you sing from your chest. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. Drake when and you're with me, you sing from your chest. Drake, Drake and Heady One, yeah. I know about Fubba. You know, when he speaks uh -huh, like that, when uh -huh. he speaks like that, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just Drake and Heady One? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. So like, yeah, it's like me and you ain't done karaoke before. Uh, listen, it's listen, he's going red. Out. He's going red. Look, black guy going red. No, no, no. Look, I enjoyed it. Scary Hours 2. Um, that takes care of one of the things we were going to talk about in a new music session. Scary Hours 2. You probably heard it by now. Um, Shit. I mean, you probably got the alerts on your Spotify for Drake stuff like you do Disconnect Terribly. Um, what? I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah All our it. listeners, right? Um, you know that Spotify analytics, right? It's got this really, really cool thing um, where not only can you see like how many people listen to the podcast and so on and so forth, but it also tells you who your listeners listen to. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Who do our listeners listen to? I bet. So let me pull it up. Um, I'm actually intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't tell you, man, this. So... Artist number one, who's your guess? Please don't be Drake. 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 <laughs> oh. Oh, so you're telling you, me. Artist oh, number two, oh, guess God. who? And I think this might have something to do with our recommendation on the last episode. Is it Roots Only Swift? Nope. Gets. Oh, Gets. come on. Yeah. Number come three. Cut man a check, fam. Swear down. Get, uh, artist number three. Is it also related to the podcast? Uh, have we talked? We've not spoke. Uh, I don't know if we've spoken about this guy much on the podcast. Biggest, probably the biggest singer in the world, to be honest, right now. Chris Brown. Uh, the weekend. 
weekend. Yeah. I was gonna go, I was gonna go for Wagner from X Factor, but carry on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's second. So can I second. just say right? <laughs> fourth is Wizkid and fifth is Kanye West. Oh really? Yeah. So can I just say right? There's a trend. Me, you're telling me if I did. Uh, and- to be fair. By the way, yeah. it's your podcast listeners have streamed these artists the most in the last 28 days. Okay. Yeah. So we're basically plugging all these artists. I mean. Gets in particular. So wait, so you tell me that if I did, if I, if, so if I did a Zoom listening party for Drake, yeah. <laughs> oh, fam. You tell me we bang. Zavi. Yo, it will bang. Look, the stats don't lie. Zav. Yo, you're, you're numbers, man. You're, I'm a numbers listen, man. You're a stats man. Listen, stats don't lie. If you were doing research to do an event, you'll look at the stats and the demographics and well, the geographics right, so cool. and all the graphics. So if Drake wants to big up our podcast for have a listening party for him, then we can do that. But otherwise I'm done plugging this guy, bro. I'm convinced that every single time Zavi uploads an Instagram story, which is a lot, um, <laughs> he, he tags Champagne Pappy on every single one of his stories <laughs> as, a, as a sort of like, look at you know, me, you know, you know, you notice me? No, you know, you know, actually don't hey. even fo- I don't follow Drake. Hey. I know, neither do I. What? Okay. You don't that, doesn't follow mean, him. that doesn't mean you can't tag him. Why are you for? volunteering that nonsense, useless fact? <laughs> bro, bro hey, you don't bro. follow him. What, what does that even mean? Bro, I don't even tag him. Are you normal? How do I know that? I can't see it. Stay there. It's so fine. You don't even have to prove it. No, stay there. But you don't have to prove Why it. Why don't you follow him? I trust you. I trust you. But you only follow him in real life. You don't have to follow him, though. Anyway, should we. Can we move on? Yeah, let's dive right in. So, who do you think? who do you think is concerned about little Archie's colour? Oh, boy. Who isn't? You know what? Who do you think it was? Because my money, my money was on Prince Philip. Straight no, off the bat. I don't bat. think it is yeah. on Philip. No, it was, it was. I don't think it is on Philip. I think it, it Philip. was. And even when they came out and they were like, oh, it definitely wasn't Queen and Phil. I was like, yeah, I don't think it is him. I don't I think it was him. And he, he seems like one of those fellas, yeah, that ain't got sense. He's just talking, yeah, without thinking. And he's just like, yeah, he's and this old is, as hell and he just and says gonna, it. And he, we're going to get into it because... Yeah, carry he on. He seems please. like those type of people that are probably still say things like a coloured person. Yeah. Or a mulatto. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I thought it might have been Phil because it probably wasn't like, yeah. I don't think it was meant to be, and I couldn't, I can't prove this yet. When it, when they first said it, my initial thought wasn't, oh, they've said something egregious. So that's why my mind shot to Philip because mm. he's been fucking making offensive comments since like- it's From from day. Since early, in it? From day. I don't think it was him though. But- now, obviously, they ruled that out. We kind of have to uh, carry on the, the investigation. Who do you think it was? I mean, it's Charles or William. Yeah, I think Charles is a bit of a pagan. I just don't think it's Charles. Charles is a pagan, William, William, I just can't see it. William, William, no, nah, I can't see it. I can't I see it. No, nah, William's a little bandit. I see, I see something on the news the other day about, did you put in the chat, actually? Or is it my sister? About um, a journalist space who was talking about how he had an, well, don't know if it's true or not, but like he had an affair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was me. I put that okay, in. Okay, and they got covered up basically. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon he's a wrong one. Apparently their marriage is low a little key. bit shaky, low-key behind the scenes. I reckon, I reckon William's been like head of the FA for so long. He's like, I've heard enough about Raheem Sterling in my private life. I don't need to be fucking uncle to another little one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you know what? I reckon, I, I, I think, I think Philip's innocent, man. I think, and, I, and I, this is, this is like so, the shittest level of class solidarity. But like when he married the queen, he was given a lot of shit for being a Greek himself. Right, although he sounds very posh and British, it's like when he actually met up with Liz and married her in the fifties and whatnot, he was seen as a like filthy foreigner type. He wasn't quite clean enough for the establishment, being ethnically Greek himself. Right, so I, I kind of think that he might have a little bit of sympathy. Hundred years later, them Greek genes are keeping him alive. Bro. Keeping him going, bro. Alive and that, kicking that out hundred years later. That olive oil and I mean, fish diet. I keeping swear him going. down, bro, like, But Charles, yeah. but he's already. I mean, if you were to like list pagans throughout <laughs> British history. There's like Harold Shipman, Sol Campbell, Wait. and then Prince Charles. Wait. 
Allow it, bruv. Carry on. Allow it. <laughs> Harold Hitt. Allow Harold, it. Harold Shipman, you said. How is he jumped from Harold Shipman to Sol Campbell? It's a disrespect. Carry it's a, on. It's a list of pagans, isn't it? Uh, so, like, Charles has, Charles has got a track record for paganry. Um, yeah, I mean, he's so been a from time. From, from long time. From long time. So, I don't know, between him and Wills, like, salaciously, I'm going to say it's William. <laughs> Boom. Do you believe that, though? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Like, him and Harry are boys, isn't it? Like, I know they're not together. I know they're not. I know they're falling out, but, like, we can all relate to, like, falling out with our siblings and, it, and things not necessarily being the same as they were when we were growing up and we were inseparable. This, isn't, like, this isn't a question I of just their relationship, right? Yeah, no, but I think William is emotionally intelligent because he has been with an emotionally intelligent brother um, in an emotionally intelligent family, at least on a mum's side for so long. I think, I think he would understand how that would be offensive. Whereas I don't think Charles would. <laughs> Charles just wouldn't get it. He just don't, I mean, what has he, has he ever had to really think did about? You, I don't did, know. You, did you see that interview clip on Fox with this like fucking renter brick goes on Fox and he's like, well, the queen can't be racist because she's head of the Commonwealth and like <laughs> most people in the Commonwealth are either black or Asian. So... But bro, to be honest, the con the Commonwealth for me, it's just such a finesse. It's, it's still for me to be honest. It's, you, it's basically finesse. re it's basically repackaged slavery. To be honest, you like it's literally extent, a marketing exercise in rebranding colonialism. Well, yeah, exactly. It's explicit. Yeah, and it's so insane that. how like it, it doesn't get called out. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. So um, <laughs> we jumped into this relationship, but like the interviews out, everybody's seen it, everybody has dissected it. It's caused a whole lot of controversy. People have lost jobs. People have lost face. <laughs> um, a whole bunch of cretinous idiots have come out of the woodworks. Um, what did you guys, first of all, make of the interview? And what do you think happens next? Boy, go on, um, I think I actually rated the interview. Um, I thought it was real. Some people might question, oh, Megan's an actress, so she might have like exaggerated on things. I, I don't really particularly think so. But I, I, one thing I can say, and I wouldn't have thought so as such, like going into the interview, but I think if anyone wants to question Megan, that's one thing. People already have a default dislike on her. But Harry, Harry just kept it real. Like, mm -hmm. and you could, you could hear it in his voice. And I really felt like through that interview, he actually did his mother proud in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like people can say, you can look at two ways in a sense of ha having nothing more else, like nothing to lose in a sense, he's just gonna say it. And I had a lot of people people questioning me, or questioning me, question, asking me questions like, what was it really necessary? Yes, it was. Like, there was silence for so long. It was clear that there was silence. They were, they were put in a bad light for how long? They finally managed to, in a sense, um, step away from the monarchy. And I think, yeah, this is the right time to do it. And I think it's really inconsiderate for people to be saying, oh, but Philip's not well. Like, the, f the hell, it's the fuck does it got to do anything? Yeah, that, that and, narrative and, 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 came and, from Pierce, who we'll get onto, right? It's yeah, a silly, that, silly there's, a, there's that the narrative. Show, yeah, friend and of the then show. There's that narrative. And then also, they're like, trying to find the stupidest things to um, call out Megan on and stuff yeah. and this and that. But I'm like, dude, like you're saying that this is like a shambles to the monarchy and like this is a disgrace. Fam, what have you just forgot about Prince Andrew who's is a paedophile and and just a, a nonce and just a, a wrong one from day that will literally shame any family, let mm. alone the monarchy. 
Like how, Didn't how he... and, and even that, just putting that under, putting that to the side and like sweeping it under the carpet mm. and focusing on this for me, it just, it makes my blood boil. Yeah, mm. didn't um didn't Prince Andrew like straight up like invite Je- Jeffrey to to the palace? Then when they just like partying so like, in the palace or some shit, like without wanting to be technical, but I think they went on like a shooting trip up north or something. Sandringham, some oh, I is that, a bit is further that, north, is that, maybe no, like no. a Scotch estate or some yeah, shit. But no. they were like, as he said in the Emily Maitlis interview last year, he was like, "Well, that's why I announced that I'm no longer able to be his friend anymore." But after 25 years of like putting 14 year olds away on a private island, it's a bit fucking late. You know what I mean? Mm. Zav, you're right, man. Like, I actually raised a glass um, while I was watching it to, to Harry and Meghan because I think it was the most um, the most important interview that they'll probably ever have to give. Um, my heart goes out to Harry because he has had to be reminded every single day of his life. He was probably too young to understand what was going on with his mum. I remember vividly, I was probably, I was a day away from starting at St. Thomas the Apostle when um, when Prince Di died. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember when the funeral happened there uh, a week or so after, like just seeing like Harry and, and, and William being led or walking on that big old street <clears throat> as they did the funeral. And I was just like, can you imagine? He's had to live through all of that and he's had to read about it from various different sources. He's had to grow up in an environment where I can't even, I can't imagine it's the most talked about topic. I can't imagine he's, <laughs> got a great deal of closure in his life or any, any of the answers Brutal. that he may have wanted about what happened to his mother, both while she was living and leading up to her death. Um, and then he falls in love with somebody and he starts to see the same patterns emerging. And instead of getting the support that he really, really required, they, they went missing. And it really does show you, without sounding corny, it really does show you like just what love can really, really look like. Mm. Because he basically just stuck a middle finger up to everybody while keeping it G, by the way. Like he didn't really disrespect anybody in yeah, any way. He, he definitely could have given up the crown jewels, but I mean, he gave up enough, but he kept it respectful at yeah. the same time. He, gave, he kept it very, very respectful. Yeah. Even in the interview with Oprah, you know, I love my grandmother. Like she means the world to me. He was saying all of the right things. And, you know, I think they've been media trained and have done all of that. You know, they know what to give and how to give it and how to deliver things in a, in a way that says a lot without necessarily needing to say it. Mm. So, you know, that when he spoke about his grandmother, it was real. And then when he wasn't um, so fond um, of other members of his family, he still kept it respectful. But you could tell doesn't have a relationship with his dad, really. And his relationship with his brother, I thought, his I brother thought, is strained. I thought that was so confident, like so brave of him to uh, to openly say that. Like I haven't heard from my dad in a minute. Yeah, my dad. When I told him what was what was going on, he told me to to put it into a fax, put it in writing, Man, holler at me, stop, and then stop, st- taking, and then my stop taking my calls. <laughs> like, saying that on TV, I mean, yeah. Like, what's he got to? What's he got? That's the thing. It's crazy because like the feedback I got from just from people or just from what I've seen mm. of that interview, everyone's talking about Megan maybe still holding on to her tummy or this, you know what I mean? All these little <laughs> things, yeah? But like, then that, oh, but, oh, but like oh, Harry's saying some real shit, yeah? That's like really making an impact and everyone's just not talking about that. You know what I mean? Man he's, talking about the, he's talking about how dysfunctional the family is, but everyone just focus on- Man kept on, it a buck. Or, or is, Megan, is Megan, I reckon she's acting, yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, He kept she's it a buck. She's an actress. 
he kept it real. Like we we joked about him and and Megan being podcast ops to us, but man kept it a G. Like he was like, yo, I we need we needed money. <laughs> we got cut off. I, he hasn't had an opportunity to like make his own living and have a career in whatever and build up his fortune. You know, he, he relies upon the family and always has relied upon the family and they cut him off. So when he was like, yo, yo, we needed the money because I need to protect my family. Security is the most important thing. Security is expensive. I don't know if anybody knows, but they like 24 hours round the clock surveillance is and expensive in America. Mm -hmm. Super, super expensive anywhere. But in America it's, it's crazy for high profile because they're proper yeah, like security. It's, 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 like it's, 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 it's not like TI and no, the man like, in it. Like, no, it's, it's, proper, no, it's that proper intelligence. Exactly. Right. And it costs. And you know, like a lot of people, Pierce Morgan and the like, you know, they're, they're going off to the States and they're, they're signing every contract under the sun and they're doing voiceover deals and Spotify deals. And it's just like, yeah, buddy. Cause they have to because they were cut off and they, and they could, they could have told us that then, do you know what I mean? They could have told us that then, but again, they just kept it very, very respectful. And again, this is what's, this is what annoys me is you're controversial, you're gobby as the media may perceive it. And you are too outspoken. It's a problem. People want to see, people want to see you fall. You keep it respectful. You keep it G. Turns out you can't win. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, what what I found quite hilarious was was the palace statement, and uh, we don't necessarily it was, mm. wasn't very long. But when they came That's out and the they thing. were like that, that was it. It wasn't very long. Recollections, so recollections may vary. That's the best fuck you I've ever heard <laughs> in my I, life. All right, I took that differently. I don't know if I said it to you, but I took it as we are quite afraid of you two and what you might reveal, but we can't appear to be racist, so we're going to give an ambiguous answer and rely upon the sympathy that the public already have for us at so this I, moment. I, for the way I took it was like the entire, the rest of the letter was specifically ambiguous, but that line was like, fuck around and find out, basically. It was pretty, it's pretty clear in terms of- You reckon the palace what, were giving off threats? I reckon the palace were like, yeah, carry on, fuck around and find out. Really? That's what that recollections may vary spill was, right? Like fundamentally, the machinery available to- the palace in terms of its press capability is wider, stronger, faster, deeper than what Meghan and Harry can put out in subsequent interviews with Oprah. Like they've kind of, they've used their bullet now, right? They've used their bullet. Whereas the Royal family by virtue of being pansies to the British media establishment still have a lot of influence in terms of the amount of information or the type of information that's able to be disseminated across the country. What can they do though? But didn't they say the opposite? Didn't they say that they're at the mercy of the media? So this, so this was, so this it's is one of the, yeah, they said, like, they said that the Royal family need the media. Yes. Yeah, so this is one of the more, this is one of the more interesting things I wrote about on Twitter at the time was basically like people, I think people need, people need to realize that the monarchy isn't as rich as people perceive. They're a lot more defunct, but yes, specifically that the, the, the monarchy and the media have a mutual interest in hyping each other up basically yeah, like yeah, without yeah. the structure of the monarchy at the top of this kind of class-based system, then the media class would have nothing to kind of make the lower underclasses look up to in terms of uh, obeying the class structure that is necessary within right-wing politics without getting too yeah. uh, political about it. But yeah, like when they came out and said that the royal family need the media and the media need the royal family, that relationship, although although the royal family may be more explicitly 
behave for the media. The media do still rely on the royal family existing. Um, And in that context, like it's still important for the, for the royal family to be the ascendant party in the relationship, because if the public were to know widely that the media really are the ones who use the royal family as like dancing puppets, then Mm. the entire kind of establishment concept would fall apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, So when they said that recollections may vary line to me, that was, that was like a power play that like, we are still, we are the palace. You two have left, but we're the palace and this is what's up. Although it was interesting that he raised the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine this, right, as well, like from Harry's perspective, yeah? Mm. Imagine the series of events that happened prior to them losing their mother, like her starting to date outside of the the family to a Muslim, Mm -hmm. to then find out that she was likely pregnant, Yeah. to then find out that she was so committed to her new relationship that she either was considering or she was converting to Islam to then finding out that your mom happened to die in a car crash to then knowing that your family who yeah. you're then growing up with the rest of your life probably has something to do with it yeah and it just all got covered up so your mom was murdered potentially very likely by your family and you you're, you're having to live with that mm. but being told otherwise like how how painful is that yeah, all I took t- yeah I mean this that's gonna have to go in the conspiracy episode that we get around yeah 100% I took a lot of things from the interview and the main thing I took away from it was that it's just, it's a business. The whole thing is a business. The firm, isn't it? Yeah. They call it the firm, whatever you want to refer to it as. It's a business. You go onto the, on the Wikipedia and it's like the value is like 1.2 billion and it's got its own HR department. And I know that makes sense because they've got loads of employees and stuff, but there is this gray area between what is meant to be sort of the family and what is meant to be the business, which is why ultimately they found themselves in a situation where they had no support at all. And everything that Johnny's just said about the relationship between the media and the Royal family. I mean, it was probably in the Royal family's interest over time to not try and suppress these stories about somebody who long-term was probably going to bring down the image as they perceive it, this glossy, perfect white image tainted by a woman who, as you say, similar to Dodie, rest in peace, mm. wasn't in the image consistent with what they want. Meghan Markle, as far as I see it, fairly inoffensive, largely inoffensive. I didn't like her character in Suits after a while. I fucking hate Suits. I went, I went from falling in love with Meghan Markle when I first saw her. I was like, who the fuck is that, mate? Who the fuck is that? Big up Mike. Suits is so shit. Big up Mike to hating her character and just wanting her rid. And when when I started hearing the rumors about her and Harry, I was like, ah, she's out of here. Amazing. <laughs> I can focus on Donna. Hey. <laughs> but like, what has she, she, what she done? Listen, like as, as Claude from Arsenal Fan TV says, yeah, it's time to go. Like this royal family is done out here, right? Like if anything, Harry is, Harry is the perfect example of royal progress, right? Like his great uncle, who's, Prince, who's King Edward VIII, who gave over to George VI. Why did he give over? Because he married an American divorcee. Edward VIII was a Nazi, right? Now, Harry, as this kind of like example of progress, also married an American divorcee, but only dressed as a Nazi. And so like between the two of them, um, you know, he's, he's a fantastic example of the modern 
royal family. Point is that they're not modernizing at a fast enough pace. And the only defense that people ever give you when you say, like, get rid of the fucking monarchy, the only defense people ever come back to you with is, oh, well, then good for tourism. Cool. You, man, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't think I've asked you this yet for a reason. Have what I ever bought a royal family fridge magnet? No. Oh, okay. What do you, man, think? Because you probably have. Well, what do you, man, think? Guilty. What do you, man, but think? But not for me, though. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> not for me. I swear, still I swear, I swear. You, in you, won't, you won't find it in the house. Look it. Um, what do you man think is the most visited tourist attraction in Europe? I'm going to say Eiffel Tower. No, Zavi. He just took it. Oh, shit. Pick another one. You may oh, can okay. have another guess between you. Okay. Um, uh, in Europe. In Europe. Uh, I'm going to go something rogue like Madame Two Swords. No. Oh. Wait, let me think about this. Um, think of the bait one. Super, super bait. Number one tourist attraction in Europe. Big Ben. No. Wait, uh, wait, in Europe, I've gone blank, wait, two seconds. Okay, one more guess before you tell us. Stratford-Westfield. That was second. Um, the most- <laughs> Was that second? No, it wasn't. The most visited tourist attraction in Europe is the Palace of Versailles, okay? And the uh, reason that that's important is because the French got rid of the Bourbons in 1789. So whenever the next decade tells you that we need- digestives. Come on. It's the most hateful clip I've ever given. Come on, come on. Intensely, Come on. It's bars, isn't it? Intensely bars. dislike you. But you know I mean? the next time anyone ever tells you, we need the rules, we can give him tourism. No, the French fucking chopped the king's head off hundreds of years ago. And it's still, their palace is still the most visited place in Europe. We don't need them around for the money, right? More importantly, more importantly, you've all seen thousands of people, hundreds of people queuing up outside Buckingham Palace to take picture outside the gates. Can you imagine how much money we make if people were actually allowed inside? Facts. Talk about money from tourism. Bro. About people go to Windsor. People come here take, and go to Windsor. Can you, you, can't, a, you can't go outside Windsor Castle. Can you imagine taking a selfie like in the... Uh, in Buck the drawing Buckingham room. Palace urinal. Bro. Can you imagine what that urinal looks like? It's like, it's I, like the Ned, but like... No, but wavy. Yeah, but like yeah. wavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I that's what's so. up. Can you imagine? But can, or, or I just feel like it'd be, probably be like really old school. I bet it will smell nice. It would yeah. definitely smell nice. Might might see a few ghosts, but some yeah. old royal royal ghosts. I rather <laughs> one young George just yeah. strolling, just, yeah, strolling yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I took a shit there once. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's up. So, the, but this is the only defense that people ever give you for why should we not get rid of the royal family? Like, well, they make us a lot of money. Well, they don't. I really. see none of that. <laughs> but, we, but last last year we paid them sixty-seven million quid out of, out of the national budget in cash Bruh. just for just for them for spending it. These Gosh. people, they basically pay income tax selectively. Like we basically just handed over a shit ton of land that we used to pretend was ordained to them by God so that we could fucking serve them in this bizarre class structure. Mm. And even though we've managed to like emancipate ourselves, you would hope like scientifically and sociologically, da -da, we still pretend this bizarre fucking system that this family who used to be given to us by God that we should obey still for some reason are able to take our lands and not pay tax. And on top of that, take money out of our fucking budget. Like how many episodes have we done on Marcus Rashford not feeding school kids? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, stop paying the fucking billionaire queen 67 million yeah, per I've year. I've always wondered why. I mean, you can pay some fucking children's hot dinners. Yeah, I've always wondered why the, the, the monarchy doesn't involve themselves more directly as an entity. Um, because more, they are in, the- in more of the community stuff. Because like, they are the epitome of the pinnacle yeah. of class- Structure. Yeah, yeah, And this yeah. is where the relationship between them and the media comes in. Yeah. Without all a right. royal family, if we just become a republic, then, oh shit, like we might have to fucking reckon the fact that all people 
are yeah. equal. So like five fuck? years from now, episode 175, just Quick getting maths. terribly. Quick maths. Bad maths, I'm Terrible. sure. That's awful maths. Where are Harry, Megan, Archie, and little baby that's coming? Boy. Uh, I hope I hope that I hope they're safe, I reckon man. I reckon Harry's got dreads. You reckon Harry's got dreads? That's my call. Well, like my they're gonna be from... some dirty ginger dreads. Like my guy from New Zealand, the guy in the parliament. Yes, exactly. You got to edit that exactly. video in because he's yeah. he's on business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, re I reckon Harry will have some sort of um, corporate role somewhere. Megan gonna have grills. No, they're media. They're media for life, baby. That's what I mean. Sorry, I, 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 what I said corporate. Megan like get the media. bottom row. She get the like, bottom row grills. She, she'll be. She'll be. She, <laughs> No, I, I don't reckon so. I think no. they'll keep it classy. But I think... I think Oh, so people with grills ain't classy? <laughs> bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit hip, innit? Uh, well, okay. But like... Sometimes, like, sometimes um, it be your own. <laughs> <laughs> the only guy who's that classy and he's got grills that Master P in it, you can get away with it. Yeah, facts. But he's a boss. But, um, no, but I, I, I do think he'll probably be employed like with some sort of decent title, but like as a normal citizen in a sense. Yeah, I, I think their money goes crazy. But I guess another way of asking the question for both of you is, is there a way back into the royal family for them after this? Do you think there is going to be or there is a possibility for a make of a making up? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. They're completely done. So like they've they've blown the fucking casket on the whole like, oh, fuck, like we used to rule dominion over black people for hundreds of years. And now there's one of them in the fucking family deal. Right. Like they've blown that family trauma wide globally on Oprah. Like they could have at least been interviewed by a white person and maybe wouldn't have been so fucking damaging, but they got the chief rabbi of Hollywood to sit down with them. Do you think it was Kate? Who what? Who caused this whole shit? I reckon they met and William must have just like stared a bit too long at Megan, innit? And Kate was like, you reckon? no, I'm not having this, mate. I'm not having this. Do you know who I am? My sister's fucking Pippa, rear of the year, my, Middleton, yeah, exactly. mate. Do you know was, who the fuck my, I am? Do you my, know my cloth? Do you my, know my ilk? My sister was Bundesliga player of the can season. She tried to come true. Like. You, can you imagine? I'm coming in the palace and my husband is now looking at you. <laughs> in, no in, way. In, in, in a more sexual way than he looks at me. No she, way. She called up Daily Mail <laughs> one time. <laughs> talking about, she made me cry. <laughs> it's the avocados. <laughs> she made me cry. Can I just say two, two, two things, yeah? Two things that I actually quite did fight quite fuck that. Two I things actually, love us. Two things actually found quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Within that interview and even like within social media. One of them, I did think to myself, come on, Megan, when she was like, she didn't really know much about the royal family. Bro. Well, she was like, she in, didn't in, research in, Harry. In, in my mind, so that's kind of mad. In my mind, I mean, in my mind, I was chat. thinking, so you didn't look at this, you, you didn't look at the, the, the job spec or you didn't look at, the, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, you didn't do your research. For me, that's that's your own, isn't it? That is your like, own. That's your own. Like she said, she no didn't know anything about the royal family really, or what it would be like to be in the royal family. And she also said that she didn't research Harry at all. And that because everything that I wanted to hear that's about Kat. him, I'm sorry, he told me. Yeah, yeah, Megan, no, Megan, 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 Megan. But then baby, again, but then again, but then you, baby. but then you're forgetting though. <laughs> Americans, not to like generalize or anything like that. Not being racist or anything like that, but. Americans sort of stay within their bubble, don't Didn't they? Didn't she do that fucking horrible Little Mermaid analogy as well when she was walking oh, Oprah was through the chat. chicken coops? That, oh, that, that made me fucking chat. sick I, like, in the Obviously, stomach. I'm on their team on this That's one, when I was that... team Pierce for that five oh, seconds. Bruv. <laughs> what was the Mermaid thing in She said something about like, like... So like, really, like, my story is kind of like Ariel because, <laughs> you know, like, she meets a prince and falls in love. But as a price 
her voice gets taken away. <laughs> but you know, at the end, and Oprah's like, yeah, yeah, say it, say it, bitch, say it. And she's like, but then she finds her voice, but she gets her voice back. And she finds I, her swear, I was so team pissed. I was like the poor Oprah. Nah, before nah, she even comes, nah, you know what, you know what is, yeah? all of them. You're biggest, yeah? <laughs> I, listen, it's one of the things where like, it's like, I get, I get, your analogy, but that's not how how you land, no, baby. RT, we're British, fam. We're not American. We don't do them. Yeah, but don't and do and but, but the there, second thing I found funny, yeah, there's two things there. Like, I found that funny when she was like, "Yeah, she didn't know. Come on, man, you, you didn't look at the job spec. Come on, yeah, Abby, no, I mean, Abby, please, Abby, <laughs> Abby, please, you didn't look at the job spec. That's the highest level job spec. Are you normal? Talking nonsense. And you didn't look at the summary, but also the second thing I found funny was Archie. Archie is a teenager. All the Archie as a teenager memes. You see the way he's flicking his waist like, listen, listen, man, like, listen. Archie, Archie, listen. You said you're invited to the cookout, fam. Meanwhile, on terrestrial TV between the hours of 6 a.m. and I think 8 o'clock. Yes. Saggy. Yes. Wasteman in chief. Wasteman in chief. Horrible, horrible lad. Friend of the friend of the show. Pierce. Friend of the show. Morgan. 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 Wow, wow, wow. Um, Morgan continue, again. Continue. Morgan again. <laughs> continue to lose all that was remaining of his shit thereafter. I've never seen a. Uh, Have you ever seen a capitulation? I've never seen a man so visibly rattled by being ghosted by a woman. Like, this is the thing about the Pierce Morgan thing as well, is that he's given us all the clues, right? Like, people he's are told, like... He's told the story. People though. are like, he's got no reason to be... He's, he's doing it because it's freedom of speech. No. That's no, not freedom No. No. He has the freedom of speech. But, as we've said before, as everybody needs to learn, freedom of speech does not give you the right to offend. But it also does... But freedom also, of speech, more importantly, I just got, I have to interrupt this on. one. I'm sorry. It's something it's I'm passionate good. about. Freedom of speech does not also mean that you can speak without being reviewed. That's it. And this is what people say, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being fucking censored. You're not being censored, dickhead. Someone oh, is- Another win for the Wokies. Someone is, someone is appreciating your freedom of speech and calling you a dickhead for it. Shout out Alex Beresford. Shout out Alex Beresford. Um, yeah, like he gave us all the clues, man. When he wasn't as nutty. But do you want to know the story of how Megan ghosted him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting onto. Like yeah, he, it. it was Wimbledon. She was there to see Serena Williams and they had a drink in a pub in the area. He loved her. He basically fell in love with her, like basically. me. Suits season one, episode one. Can't, see can't her, like, blame him on that. Front you know what like, I mean? I had, I had that moment too, right? Ain't, ain't you got kids and married in that? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was going to risk it all. You know how some of them old all your get down in it? Swinger time once you get wow, 25 years into the marriage and it's swingers. Just invite people to the marriage. Anyway. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's do something different tonight, honey. <laughs> Let's spice it up. Let's spice it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, they went for a drink. They had a couple of drinks. He basically fell in love with her. He loved her personality. They said they keep in touch. Really? She went just, from just, that. Just her personality, really? Yeah, and the looks. She's beautiful. The I'm sure. Um, but um, then she went from that pub drink to he put her in a, cab. a party. He, he put, put her, her in a, a cab. cab. At a party, apparently at Soho House, which is where she met... Harry. That's her house. And then, it was Soho House, right? I think I, it was. Uh, yeah, it like was that, one yeah. of them exclusive clubs. I think it was, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of them places that Xavi goes to. Yeah, you know what I mean? And after that, I'm assuming, 
the conversation started about who she knows, who she's been in touch with since being in the UK, bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah mm. and the subject of Pierce Morgan comes up. And yeah. I'm, look, let's keep it a buck. Harry was like, that you is our ace, man. <laughs> that's all that happened. We know, we, that's all that happened. Because, because after that meeting, the relationship between Megan and Pierce was no more. She stopped chatting yeah. to man. You know it is, yeah. He went on Instagram to her page and he saw user not found. Mm-mm. Is that true? No, I'm just- I'm It's just, true, I'm it's just, true. Fuck it. Uh, yo, yo, it's follow. true. Tweet user, that. User not found. She blocked, she blocked it. it. <laughs> she said Piers nobody Mo- above. No blocking. Nobody above And Piers Morgan's like, look at my class. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see my class? And then since then, Piers has been on this rampage and we don't need to bore the listeners with the rampage. We all know- um, what it was can, and how he continually say abused her mm. and bullied her. And he's if writing you, constant articles in the Daily Mail. Bro. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. obsession. I just like the all, way he stormed out, though. But yeah, as a kid, pussy, bro. Chickens came home to roost this week when pretty much everybody who called in um, or who they had as visitors, visitors on Good Morning Britain put it on him. And shout out it, Alex Beresford in the loudest and, possible and, and terms. Trisha bro. Goddard. Yeah, RT. <laughs> big, big up shout, Auntie Trish. And shout out Auntie Shola as well. A big up Auntie oh my, Dr. Auntie Shola. Dr. Yeah. Auntie Shola. Um, they all put it on him, and that's what culminated in him and storming out. The, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was his, his colleague, was um, Alex Beresford, putting it on him. But it's um, what I say about these, about these freedom of speech dickheads, fam, is that they, chat, they spout bare shit. And then when challenged. Constant shit. And then when someone's like, okay, now I've listened to you. This is what I'm going to say back. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Trying to censor, man, fam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not trying to censor, man. I'm trying to challenge you to stand up for your own beliefs. Yeah. And if your confidence in your own convictions is that weak, then maybe you should shut the fuck up, fam. For your own good, like. <clears throat> but Piers Morgan is not interesting. He's not remotely interesting. But what is interesting and potentially quite dangerous for the future is what may be his next move. Hmm. Now... I would put it to most people that the mainstream media, the mainstream press, these sort of debate shows, so on and so forth, the likes of Good Morning Britain panelists like shows are fairly central, centrist, right? For the most part, we don't have shock, jock, far right, crazy media programs on TV, Mm -hmm. a la Fox News in the States and stuff. But what has happened, obviously, in this age of populism over the last few years is that people have seen the value in being this shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has translated to what I was only made aware of this week through Johnny and a couple of other people. This new show um, being launched by Andrew Neil, (laughs) called GB News. Now, the minute Piers Morgan was fired, um, Andrew Neil basically offered him a job. Now, if you do some research on GB News, I'm going to let Johnny speak about that a little bit more. It's basically going to be the UK version um, of Fox News. Mm. Um, And it's going to be where all of your far right, all of your pro-Brexit for all of the wrong reasons type people, all of the, I can't get, I can't even, I can't even go to a corner shop without fucking speaking to Mr. Singh. You know what I mean? Them type of people. But I don't don't know about all this music you listen to. The only J. Cole that I know used to play for Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Fucking okay, hell, shout out J. Cole. Yeah, yeah. Decent man, vo- is that decent man, Sweden, do you know what I mean? Man like? of the people, you know what I mean? It's actually quite um, funny when you go on, I've got a Twitter account, like mm-hmm. a dummy one, but like I used to use it more for like sneaker drops and stuff. But mm-hmm. okay, like when, when we're speaking these days, mm-hmm. I'll occasionally just go in there and do like a hashtag or you type in something and it shows you the most. Like, Catch up on the news and that. Exactly, it? right? But it's actually quite funny when you go through like um, Piers Morgan or the responses to it how many people 
in this country are like so pro peers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Wright, Mark Wright from but it's the venom- only way is Essex. It's, no, but it's venomous. It's venomous. Though. Like the Amy way, from Love you, Island. You, but you, you can just you can just <laughs> saw hear her on Bumble it. the other day, by the way. Oh, yeah. you, you can Facts. just you can just hear it like in, in their tweets, like how much passion they have behind it. So bollocks. Like, we've lost. We'd lost. We'd lost such a great person. And I'm glad you. This is this is important what you're saying because the one thing that these people have right now is Twitter. They have their own little channels to spew whatever they wish and that's their choice. Mm-hmm. But what they're gonna get through channels like GB News is a real voice box. So this is one of the topics that I wrote an essay about on Thinking Out Left. Uh, maybe, Shout out. Maybe, maybe, Shout out maybe, maybe, left. maybe we republish it. Um, but it was, it's about the Americanization of the British media. So I was also incidentally listening to um, Andrew Neil on Amal Rajan's podcast today and his justification for what he expects GB News to be. But what GB News is going to be ostensibly is the first opinion or presenter-led news channel in this country. Okay, so uh, the BBC essentially have 24-hour rolling live news coverage, okay? Sky News essentially have 24-hour rolling live news coverage. The extent of Channel 4's news coverage is factual, if somewhat politically slanted, but the point is that there isn't really a space for political opining in this country, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's... Down to a few different things, but also largely down to the fact that we have Ofcom in this country, which is there to ensure a relative standard of impartiality in broadcasting. Now, the problem is that uh, the man who is set to take over Ofcom, Paul Dacre, is somewhere between uh, Hitler and Genghis Khan on the political scale, which means that all semblance of impartiality in media regulating is about to go bang out the window just at the time that a right-wing news organization is about to hit the airwaves. So, Andrew Neil's come out a few times and said that, you know, this is not going to be the Fox News of Britain. People don't know what we're... We haven't broadcast anything. People don't know what we're going to be talking about. The fact of the matter is that they've signed up a whole host. Like, if you were to make a who's who list of right-wing dickheads, you would basically go through the appointee list of whoever GB News have got on side already. Yeah. Um, and this is basically Andrew Neil's last stand. They got Lawrence Fox on there by any chance? No, because he, oh. no, he's actually fucking dense. Yeah, like yeah. he's on the same rung as Lynn May. Do you know that he's like, fucking moron. Do you know he's married and got kids with Billy Piper? That's mad chat. Like she was married to him for that time. I did time. not know I got that. like two kids. But they still I, I love me some Billy Piper. Yeah, like, like from amen. time. For, from Doctor Who times. Bro. Exactly. Come on. That's his wife, ex-wife. X at least. Yeah. Uh, thank fuck. Yeah. Shit. Anyway. He's a waste man. Anyway, like he's no, he's too stupid. Like they've got they, they have got competent journalists, but you know they they're right wing, so that's their that's their bag. But like it's the first time that a news organization hasn't pretended to be impartial. Like mm. BBC News. Okay. Like it's BBC's probably centrist. It's maybe it's maybe like liberal. The definition of liberal these days is probably more centre right than it is centre left. Yeah. But like they're liberal. Then you've got Sky News, who again doesn't do opinion pieces, but is pretty centre right. Yeah. You've got Channel Four News, which is pretty centre left, left yeah. wing, right? Yeah. These lot aren't pretending to be a news channel. They're going to have news coverage, but then it's going to be opinion led in dr- in prime time. So it's going to be Andrew Neil, various other dickheads. Um, and what this is going to do, as I wrote about in the essay, is it's going to blur the lines further 
between information and entertainment. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here for it. And this anyway. is the danger, right? This is the danger. This is where you where you mix up. I like my facts factual. So this is it. So this is where you mix up the. So that the last book I read was I can't remember what it's called, but it's by Peter Oborn about basically how many fucking lies the uh, media establishment got away with by getting Boris Johnson into office and how our media establishment is, has been entirely complicit, basically because Boris was one one of mm. their own in the media class, but. Yeah. GB News coming onto the scene is further going to blur the lines between information and entertainment, which is dangerous because it means that it debases the value of factual reporting, right? And so we've entered this kind of bizarre era in politics where facts are only useful, facts are only relevant insofar as they support my argument. Yeah. And if your facts don't support my argument, then I actually don't need to accept them as true. Shout out Lin May. Shout out Lin May, among others, but shout out Lin May. Um, <laughs> The difference between someone who's like baseless and redundant like Lynn May and GB News is that they're backed by billionaires and they're going to make a shit ton of money by advertising. And Rupert Murdoch is behind GB News, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he's behind UK News. Okay. So Andrew Neil and Rupert Murdoch are not on good terms because Andrew Neil used to be the editor of the Sunday Times and walked out. All right, bet. So they're not friends. Bet, bet, right. bet. But there's another GB News coming. So there's going to be two right-wing opinion piece media stations coming to the British media landscape. Yeah. Happy days. As if we needed more fucking right-wing media. Anyway, yeah. like I've said a hundred times, it's dangerous because we blur the lines between media and entertainment. And it means that we reinforce this pseudo-fact uh, type culture where if you're opinion agrees with me then it's right and if it doesn't then i don't have to believe in it and that's how we end up in a situation where we are now where people are able to say things like well the media in this country isn't racist because you know not every article that comes out is racist yeah and actually like someone wrote a good article about lenny henry last year so like obviously the media's be? not racist how like grow up do you know what i mean but it's obviously bullshit and this kind of this is this feeds into this yeah. the whole reason that megan and harry ran away because they were escaping a media complex that ultimately, as we've proven or established, is dominant over the royal yeah. family. And on top of that, is also rooted in racism yeah. in the same concept, in the same sense that the royal family itself is yeah. rooted in racism in the yeah. same concept that class structures are rooted in racism, etc. The reason that they escaped from the royal family is because they couldn't deal with the media landscape yeah. and billions of pounds coming into back Andrew Neil coming into back GB News, coming to back right-wing commentary being presented as fact yeah. is only going to further that problem. And I think, well, platforms like ours, intelligent people like us need to continually teach and encourage people like us how to not rise to some of this BS and how to maneuver having these kinds of conversations with people who don't actually yeah. really want to listen to us because we expend a lot of energy having these conversations do you know what i mean and ultimately these guys feed off our anger and then they strike the killer blow once we're on our knees from exhaustion in fighting with them mm. so long term and i think this is something that we're going to need to maybe come back to the listeners on is how we can and maybe we need to get somebody people on here who completely are at, are at odds with the way that we think ideologically politically and so on and so forth so that we can have that discourse with them in a way that shows you how this can happen and how you need to refrain from indulging in people who you know are just saying inflammatory, crazy, incorrect things just to get a rise, just to make you look like a wokey, just to make you look like a fucking Ocasio-Cortez type. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because look, we can see this fucking coming in my life and that's why we're telling our listeners, this is coming, GB News is coming. It's going to piss you off. 
it's going to rile you. You're going to go on Twitter and you're going to see people supporting this in droves. Don't bite. <laughs> I, this, I think this, Don't is where, bite. this is where you and I disagree, though, I think. But, this is where you and I disagree. And this goes back to... I'm not it, saying don't argue, by the way. I'm okay. not saying don't have an opinion. So to me, don't, don't bite means don't engage. I think there's a way to engage that is dismissive. I'm going to believe what I'm going to believe. What you are saying is nonsense. I'm letting you know that I see it, mm-hmm. but it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to, we're not going to indulge. We're not going to engage. So bite is when you're, <laughs> is when you're going with Vim. Yeah. Hey, we, yeah. We, we don't do Vim. We shouldn't do Vim. We know from a mile off who is trying to have a constructive conversation with us and who is trying to fucking rile us. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. From, I hear from, you. from, from the me. first word that comes out their mouth. Come on. I Come you. on. I hear you. That's sensible. But I, I don't know. I take the point that like it's basically, from my perspective, it's exhausting and it is exhausting yeah. constantly having to fight this like, we care. barrage of capital. Because we fucking care. Because we care. But, but yeah, but it's exhausting fighting this barrage of capital that comes and stands behind this right-wing ideology. But yeah. you have, we, like, I don't know, we have to fight the fight. Yeah. We have to fight the fight. Otherwise, otherwise our society becomes Gary on Twitter who believes that Megan's making it up yeah. and that there is nothing wrong with either colonialism or the way that the royal family or the way that the media acts towards people of color in this country. Is there and another that's not way, right. Is there another way for us to, to fight that isn't so centered around the verbal fight? Yeah, it's, it's, it's organizing politically, it's unionizing, it's campaigning and it's getting the still... fucking Tories out of power, bruv. That's how you yeah. do this. Do you think, do you think petitions will be effective at all? No, petitions aren't going to be effective. I mean like, okay, it's so like the reason that Piers Morgan's gone is because 40,000 plus people complain to Ofcom, right? That's probably the reason. And because Mind the Mental Health Charity have got a campaign going yeah. with ITV and he that was, was denying huge. That, was huge. that she was suicidal when she yeah. was pregnant, which is so fucked. But like, he's been gotten rid of because yeah, there was some sense of organised, but that reinforces the point. So how do we combat this without whatever did it, organize, become do you they had a look engaged. at the? Um, do you reckon they had a look at the, the demographic of people who were putting in those Ofcom complaints and said, this is our audience. Like we, we, we can't not get rid of him at this point. I mean, point. I'm not, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that people state their demography when I'm they sure. register I, a complaint I've to never, Ofcom. Yeah, I've never seen, I've never put one in. So yeah. I'm but on sure. that though, weren't more the complaints more from a mental health standpoint rather than a racial standpoint? But this is, this is this is a tweet that I saw that was quite interesting, right? You know I mean, this was a good take. Was I think there, it was. So as a journalist, I've had a couple interactions. I won't name it here, but maybe later down the road. But she said, "Is it not kind of fucked that basically the media is allowed to kind of not only act but inflame racism with impunity? But the moment somebody says anything about mental health, they get fired." Yeah. Crazy. That's a theme right now, right? That's like the kind of the current the current but spotlight. But the point is, why, why do we not address racism with the same vim that we do? Because mental because health it's because there's black people involved with the racism yeah. conversation. Because it's institutionally fucking racist. Yeah. Like it doesn't take a genius. And and, 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 let's, and let's let's make sure we sort of carve it out. Like there's racism, right? But when you think about racism, the vast majority of like concentration is around black people, right? Mm. Because when there's a clear difference between racism and anti antisemitism. It's it's is that has its own category, but that's still racism, right? So, but when you think about racism itself, it's amongst black people, and somehow, somehow, we know why. Like we've been conditioned to believe that that's okay, in a sense, right? I mean, things to do with mental health. That's more of a global. Um, it has more of a global impact. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say is that glo- m- mental health is something that is essentially umbrellas more 
people. And mm. the majority of the people who they care about when we're talking about mental health people aren't necessarily black, but, but because they know that it affects so many white people. It's kind of like the opiates epidemic in America. Like, it's only an epidemic because yeah. they never treated the crack epidemic the way they're treating the opiate but, one, for example. Exactly, man. But it's crazy because I, I never, I never, and I never said this on, I never said this on the podcast when we had the episode, I think episode one, I think it was when we spoke about Marcus Rashford, right? Yeah. But even that, I still felt like there was an element of, element of racism towards that because he was a decent young black man that was doing something mm. and even the way Piers Morgan said yeah he's a decent young man you know and the impact he had on the government for example mm. but it was almost still like some sort of it was I'm sunning you it, yeah I'm sunning you it's almost, even the way Piers Morgan said it I didn't buy it because I, I yeah. felt like for that split it second was for, for yeah, that for that split is. second though Piers Morgan did win like a in a sense, like a black vote in a sense, because like he was bigging up Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford. But even that, the fact that he was a decent young man, this and it was quite a surprise. And that in a sense that like, there should be more people like this, even though there are more people like this, but what does Kanye say? Like racism is still, still alive. alive. They're just reconciling it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like when it comes to things like mental health, for example, drawing it back, so I sort of like digress. But when it, when it comes to mental health, that's something obviously not to be played with. Like, but at the same time, I think you're probably going to get a more of a if that was purely on racism, mm. right? And Piers Morgan's language more tilted towards towards racism. That the what people what struck people was the fact that like you know how can you question somebody who was suicidal? Mm. And it probably didn't help that they had a campaign or something like that mm. around it. So um, back to your early question about where does it go from here? I think the investigation starts now, and I think the breakdown of it, the breakdown of the monarchy starts now yeah yeah so yeah yeah i mean basically the problem and to, like, to wrap up this topic like the introduction of more explicitly far-right platforms again read the essay on thinking out left is going to alter the center is going to move the discourse of our country to the right because it's going to be so much content and in the sense that the media is allowed to pretend that it's not racist we're going to also end up normalizing examples or normalizing campaigns of hashtag not all men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've given me a perfect segue. And I think I actually need to like gather my thoughts a little bit because it's still quite raw, um, this next topic. Um, uh, I guess we got to start off by saying rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. Sarah Everard. Um, rest in peace, Sarah. It cuts for so many reasons. One is because she looks very 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 much like somebody who i know so when they um when i was scrolling a few days ago and i first saw that somebody was missing i panicked because i thought it was one of my ex-colleagues um pains me because it happened in south london which is where i'm from literally a, a stone throw from where i live as well and oh. yeah it's just a stark reminder of just how difficult it's become and it's always been being a lady, being a woman. And look, we've got some news obviously today that the body parts that they found, the remains that they found are Sarah's. So she is indeed no longer with us. Um, and the police officer who was initially suspected of committing the crime has been arrested and charged. It throws up so many questions. And again, by the time you're listening to this, you would have seen every single post, every single I won't call them memes. Memes almost, 
you almost associate memes to to funny stuff. Mm. You've seen every single social media post outreach um, about what people can do, what men can do. Um, but I don't even know if I really want to take this angle. I don't know about you, man, but I've known from a very, very young age, whenever I've been with a female friend, whenever I've been with a, a member of my family who's female and they've gone home or gone somewhere else after or gone somewhere late, I've always known it in my heart to say, text me when, text you, get when you get there. Text me when you get Obviously, home. Obviously, text when you get home. Like, and we're talking, that's been a part of me since a very young age. Like, imagine the things that we are conditioned to do because of just how fucked things really are mm. out there. Like, we've been given, Sarah Everard aside, we've been given a few examples in the last year and a half, even during a pandemic, of where these stories are just becoming, contrary to popular belief, contrary to, to what Davina fucking McCall may have tweeted today. Mad chat. These things are becoming more common because if it happens once or twice, it's once or twice too many. Obviously. Um, but it is really fucked up that we're still, as Johnny just said right just now, in this really weird state of denial about the seismic changes that everybody needs to make to make things better. Everybody finds ways to belittle very, very important topics in this day and age. I realize that and I'm, my mind's going all over the place right now. I realize that like, what was it? 10, 11 years ago or so when Michael Jackson died. And that was probably like when Instagram was like on its way up, like literally within hours, people just like doing jokes. Like we're so desensitized mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. so, we've lost so much compassion and humanity that the minute scared, impassioned, enraged women come out and say, men, we need you to do better. A hashtag like not all men is the response. But it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's, the sa it's the same like weird like self-defense complex that basically that um, white people get when you say that there's racism uh, in this the country. The parallels are all yeah. there, Johnny. The parallels are all there. Right. I, I, I've had to deal with stereotypes. I've had to deal with all kinds of BS being a black man growing up in London, right? My parents had to go through worse. I learned very, very quickly that there's no real room in any of our hearts as men, even people like us who go through shit, there's no space in our heart as men to, to take too many of these things too personally if we wanna see something really, really good come out of it long-term. So if you are white and you consider yourself to be an ally, there can't be any ego that comes with that. You're gonna hear a few things about what white people have done to black people that might upset you, but there's no, there's no room for your ego because we're not lying. Same applies to men. You're going to hear some things about what men have done to women since the beginning of time that you're not going to like. But you have to accept, even if you aren't one of the people who has done it. Seems pretty fucking simple, no? Mm. How is it that we have a situation now where people who aren't even guilty of some of the things that women are accusing the wider population of men of doing are getting defensive instead of just being like, you know what? You're right. So like, so without getting too like deeply sociological or psychological about it, it basically it comes from a culture of individualism. So this is kind of the, this documentary I was trying to get you men to watch. 
<clears throat> by Adam Curtis. I'm on it. I just, yeah, I need to tear it's, pretty, it's a bit fucking deep. And like, this is not the entire explanation, but basically where society has conditioned us all to think of ourselves as party of, party of one, mm. that we contextualize all external experience as it relates to us, which is a very deeply narcissistic way of looking at the world. But the reaction function is like, when someone says, white people have really systemically fucked black people. White people go, well, I haven't done anything. That's not, no yeah. one's no one's saying you've done anything. Mm. Yeah. When women say men have done really fucking awful shit to me and I'm terrified of walking home on my own because of what men have done to me, men will go, well, I haven't done anything. Yeah. Again, that's not the fucking point. That's not what anyone, no one's accusing you of anything. But the fact that you internalize this experience of other women and make it about you makes you part of the problem, basically. And this is something we spoke about. What's the name of that rapper who was smacking up his missus? Octavian, bro, yeah. like you saw my post and I'm glad you brought it up because you saw my post and that's what I'm getting onto right now. We have a podcast and it'd be easy for people to listen to this podcast and to think that this is like some sort of like pandering pro-female podcast. I think we're balanced in so many fucking ways. Um, and I think we always have been and I think we always will be, but we have always been pretty open and frank about the fact that the women in our lives are very instrumental in who we are today. Mm -hmm. So going off that alone, like we're never going to have any fundamental ill feeling towards women. We're definitely over the course of the podcast for all our listeners going to call women out on bullshit. Same way we want to be called out on bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same but as we, we expect we, the women in our yeah. lives to call women yeah. out on bullshit. But, but, <laughs> but it goes both ways. And I, and I it goes both ways, right? And I'm sick and tired of having these conversations and seeing these conversations play out and having men being accused of pandering, accused of not being a bro. It's it's tiresome. But it's the same shit chat. Point. It's the same shit chat that people say like, "Oh, you're being woke." Yeah, I I I said on the Octavian shit that like every single man, every single man has had a friend, has had that friend where they've been in a situation where they've had to or had a choice between correcting behavior or ignoring it. Mm. Every single man has had that choice. Mm. The reason why we are seeing this perpetuate still is because more often than not, men are choosing the latter. They are choosing to ignore. Yeah. They are not calling out their buddies. I could name names right now. They're all on the tip of my tongue, I can name them right now, but I wouldn't because this goes out, of men who have either received harsh words in a text, harsh words face to face, yeah, or a punch in their fucking jaw mm. because of shit that I've seen them do, see, heard them say, the way that they've gone on, whether that be intoxicated or not. There needs to be negative association with certain behaviors mm -hmm. so that they're not repeated. Mm-hmm. And if you do not have an environment as men, as, as, as groups of friends, and this also refers to women as well, because there are some women who are in groups of male friends, like generally populated by males who see certain behaviors towards women and don't necessarily call it out because it's not gang to do. Hmm. Everybody has a role to play, but our responsibility to be more of an ally to women in these situations. And that manifests itself in so many different ways. But the, the fundamental one, is by calling out your brethren. That's what's I up. I agree. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
Um, well, you've seen, you've seen, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, good, I'm, you could good. probably tell I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, I've been dreading having this conversation. Say you be. Like, we've, we've seen, we've seen posts. Women, they do all of the tricks. All of the things that they need to do to keep themselves safe. They've been mm -hmm. doing, they've been doing it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. What are we missing? We're missing the part where men say, yeah, nah, that ain't cool, B. And, and on both your points, like, I think society being quick to disassociate themselves, right? And there being that, that automatically making them a part of the problem. Like, I genuinely feel like, let's say, for example, you're a part of a team, right? And your team has done something or your team's not performing well mm. right you will at, you will still own it like yeah we're doing shit right now you might be a star player right but you're overall you're you're saying okay cool i'm bearing i'm i'm gonna bear that we're doing shit in the league right now or we're doing shit in whatever right now and we're gonna call that out and work work on something i think it's the same analogy yeah all right that men need to take that same approach on situations that are going right, going on right now, I think the phrase for, for women, like you know what I mean. I think the phrase you're you're actually looking for is you're only as strong as your weakest link in it. Facts, exactly. So I rather bear that. I rather bear that. Like yeah, like I would rather bear men as a gender, right, being called out for something that maybe a percentage of the men might be carrying out and doing, right. But I rather bear that and work towards finding a solution. Mm -hmm. Then saying, oh, no, Johnny, abs, I can vouch for them. Me, I can vouch for myself. Hm, I'm not like that. But them man there, yeah, fuck them. Like, no, that's that's the that's the wrong approach because you're you're almost you're almost becoming not almost, you are being insensitive, right? Yeah. To to the situation that's at hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, I guess guys who are listening to this, right? If you find this conversation uncomfortable don't listen to us again well that's no 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 don't listen well, to us if you're say. finding this uncomfortable well this, listen this find what, another podcast this it's point, very simple no, no, for no, me bro. this is what i was gonna say first Sorry. thing is if you're gonna if you're finding this uncomfortable firstly good good because it's not meant to be comfortable yeah in the same way that you guys as black men don't ask that you just said it you don't ask you ask the people leave their ego or you don't ask that white people be comfortable confronting racism okay so fine men who are listening to this it's not meant to be comfortable. But if you do feel uncomfortable in particular, ask yourself why. Ask yourself why. If you yourself have not been complicit in this type of behavior, then why do you feel defensive about being called out on it? Is it because you don't wish all men to be blamed? And I find that a bizarre defense construct in any case. Especially when people know that when women are are saying men and all men it's clearly not i mean in fact we don't we shouldn't have to say this no, it's, yeah <laughs> no, but in fact and in fact nobody is saying all men are scum anyway and in fact even even in the most generous case if i was pretending to be anti-woke right the best example you could find is that okay maybe some women do feel uncomfortable around all men but they don't they're not accusing all men and whether or not they feel uncomfortable around all men is their prerogative it's not for you to be upset by 
Yeah, the headline doesn't quite hit if it's like most men or some no, men need to do better. Why don't people point. fucking understand? That's also not the point. Also not how language is anyway, used. Anyway, if you if you're feeling uncomfortable, good because it's not meant to be comfortable. Second, if you if you feel uncomfortable, ask yourself why? Why do I why do I feel uncomfortable? Is it because I don't like being accused? But if you're not if you're being accused of something that you're totally innocent, then you're not complicit. You should feel no reason to be defensive. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Right. And. If you do feel defensive, ask yourself why you feel defensive. Actually, you shouldn't feel defensive. You should you should be on the attack. And this is what we're trying to do here. I don't think any of us here feel defensive, right? I mean, Xavi and I have both, you know, we've got we've got women in our lives explicitly who have yeah. been through traumatic experiences at the hand mm -hmm. of men. Oh yeah. That that's like that's Hell yeah. that's what's mm -hmm. up. So like we feel this very personally, but like we're not only not on the defensive here, like we're on the attack. This is what's yeah. up. And this is kind of what I went back to what I said on Instagram, where I was, I was allying the reaction function between anti-racism to anti-women kind of beating. Um, point is that it's not for it's not for men to first. It's not for men to feel defensive about it. It's for men to support and it's for men to ally. But then also like this whole "what can I do to help?" shit is the gender equivalent of like white people who posted a black square on Instagram and then disappeared after and actually have got no genuine interest in yeah. like putting themselves through the uncomfortable nature of confronting racism. Yeah. I hear you. I'm hearing, I'm listening. Like I'm an ally. I'm listening to I'm you. Ally. I'm great. I don't, I don't have all the answers. I'm an ally. But I'm listening and yeah. I'm, I'm here. I stand with you. And it's fucking boring chat. Right? Yeah, and you far. see, and you see all these guys who are like, what can I do to help? Like, no, bruv, you know what you can do to help. You know what you can do to help. And by asking them, what can I do to help? You're just prolonging forcing them. Well, no, worse than prolonging, you're forcing them to recount experiences yep. where people didn't help. And you're forcing them to relive experiences for them to explain to you for your educational purposes, experiences that they've had to go through. And that doesn't need to happen. We don't need to traumatize women anymore for you to understand that firstly, fucking assaulting people's wrong, sexually assaulting women's wrong, but also understanding that maybe a couple of your friends are a bit suspect and you need to call them out on it. Yeah. And it's not difficult. No. It's not difficult. It's not a lot of uplift. Even at the worst, even if you don't, even if you don't want to necessarily go and do something, you don't want to G-check your people, just listen to what women are saying. Women are saying we feel uncomfortable around men. That's not saying they feel uncomfortable around you. No one's attacking you, puppy. This is not about you. It's about women feeling uncomfortable. You need to listen to their concerns. Yeah. It would it's heavy. Yeah. Heavy, right? yeah, yeah, but it yeah, has yeah. to be heavy, right? It's not a lighthearted topic. It's not a joke thing. No, exactly. It's, not, it's heavy. It's it's not, we're not listening. Mm. Um, anecdotally, we all have stories. We're not listening enough. Um, verbal, non-verbal communications, reading signs, learning the meaning of the word no, dealing with rejection. All things that men need to do better. Mm -hmm. It's hard being a man. It's hard being a black man. I'm not gonna fucking, it's hard being anyone. Do you know what I mean? Life is hard. But we are dangerously, dangerously, dangerously wallowing in a fucking swamp that lacks humanity and compassion, as I said before. And that's how these things happen. Come to find out it's a fucking copper. Mm. Can you imagine 5-0 scum, bro? <laughs> Come to find out it's a copper being paid by us. And this girl, the worst thing for me, I'm sorry to interject, but the worst thing is this girl did 
everything right. That's what I said. She did, she everything, did everything right. Right. When guys say, oh, it's the girl's fault, or why are you dressing like that? Or why are you moving that way? Or why are you acting? Firstly, first women go away the fuck they want doesn't give you the right to, doesn't give you the right to rape them. That's fucking mad chap. We need to grow up. But more importantly, like this girl was walking through lighted streets at a decent time and she was on her phone speaking loudly. She was doing everything right and a copper with a badge turned up. This is not a behavioral point that women need to work on. This is not a Like there is nothing that women can do, need to do, or should have to do to stop themselves being assaulted by men. Yeah. It's probably not difficult to compute. Even if they want to walk out in a mini skirt and a bra down a dark alleyway at whatever fucking time they want, that they do not deserve to be raped for that. And that's fucking mad no, no, if no you try and blame raped. women No one deserves for that. to be raped, full stop. But anything. No woman owes you anything, full stop. That's what's up. Full stop. Stop looking at a woman and seeing a sexual object would be a nice start. Even if you were born into and all of your life saw some of these archaic, or as they like to call them, traditional old school type of household dynamics where you pretty much saw your mother in a sort of subservient subservient perfect a subservient role within the household motherfucker it's time to unlearn some of these habits mm. we we don't have time anymore bruv right it is what it is right now the times have changed it's time for everybody to catch up no one has an excuse everybody in this room saw stuff happen to their mum that they would never think about reliving mm-hmm. somebody in front of them ever we could have easily gone the other way and again if that makes you feel uncomfortable because you think that we are focusing on a minority then my message to you is just look at how much pain this minority is causing mm. we need to do better if you if you feel like you're being accused ask yourself why Slide into the comment section. No, slide into the DMs. Let's have a chat. Yeah, I'm open. I'm down. Let's have a chat. And I need to focus on, and this isn't, look, <laughs> it may seem like it at times, but you know, the man, the, 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 the fellas next to me know that like, you know, this isn't a political podcast. And, you know, we, I think you can pretty much see where we steer politically, but I think we try to keep balance. But again, it was just another week for, um, for Tory MPs. Um, and Tory candidates, Sean Bailey, who is trying to vie for your heart Bro, as this, London mayor. This fucking guy. After the news came out that the remains had been found, immediately found himself on Twitter, politicizing Sarah's death by saying he fears for his wife and his daughter's safety in London. It shouldn't be this way. But vote for me and I'll ensure that we get more safety in our neighborhoods. This was, a, this was within hours of news about Sarah Everard's body parts being found. Sean Bailey, you're gonna lose the London mayoral elections what quite waste, significantly. Man. What a waste, man. But I genuinely hope that you lose a little bit more because there are certain things that being a politician doesn't give you an excuse to do. And that was one of them. He tried to politicize this girl's death yeah. before the body was even cold, which is so fucked. So fucked. Like, can you imagine how, fu- how much of an asshole this guy is? Like, 
Boris Johnson's a fucking idiot. Was a two-term mayor of London, right? And the guy who follows him is probably the most unfairly maligned mayor of London, largely because he's a Muslim. But no other mayor of London has ever worn as much shit as Sadiq Khan. And Sean Bailey is fighting him as the most unpopular mayor of London in the context of possibly the most unpopular Labour Party in post-war history. And still nobody knows who the fuck Sean Bailey is. Yeah. Bro, you're a fucking loser. This is going to do you're him... fucking loser. This is going to... um. This is gonna plunge him deeper into obscurity. Ah, oh, but no one knows who he is um, anyway. And I don't even want to say his name anymore in case he gets any more reps yeah. on the podcast. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah. Good luck with everything. And before we wrap up on this, I also want to speak about Pretty Patel, who who friend of the show. And you guys are gonna to have to allow me a moment on this. Hit Pretty it. Patel, who yes, came out and said that this is a stark reminder of how dangerous it is being a woman and all the safety precautions that need to be taken as a woman. But she then also went on to say, and I know that to a degree she has to say this, but she then spoke up about how integrity is a cornerstone of all of the police officers in the UK and how highly integrity is as a priority. Let me tell you about integrity within the police force. Last summer, Nicole Smallman and Bibba Henry mm were found dead in a park in Wembley. Mm -hmm. Policing, forensics, blah, 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 blah. Two things happened. And I'm going to speed it up because I don't want this to, to, be, to be too sad. But two things happened. One thing that happened, two police officers on the scene took selfies. Disgrace. <laughs> I remember it. Took selfies I at the scene that. of the crime and shared those pictures. So it wasn't just a joke between two dickheads for entertainment it became, let's share this in a forum where we think that this is going to get more applause. Bants, isn't it? Banter. Bant, which kind of tells dead you- black woman, dead mixed race woman. Exactly. Which, kinda, chat, it? which already is picking away at Priya's vision of what integrity is within the police force because, again, it's not just two people. It's probably a WhatsApp chat mm -hmm. filled Group. with the motherfuckers. Group right? them. And what also happened, because to this day, the mother- Mina Smallen, if I'm getting her name wrong, I apologize, is still going through that court process because of two things. One, she believes that the police officers didn't take her call into the disappearance of her daughters very seriously, so much so that she almost had to start her own search party, number mm -hmm. one. And that's now being investigated by like internal affairs, which indicates possibly a bit, a bit of a cover up. And also the main thing is that we still don't have an understanding of what happened on the scene because they accidentally threw away a lot of the forensic on the scene of the crime. Shame. So again, we're losing confidence in our police officers out here, right? I need to give an RIP to Nicole and Bibba, but I also need Amen. to give a, a rest in peace to Blessing Olusegun, who last year, October, I think it was, similar case to Sarah, Body found, mm -hmm. beach in Sussex, phone, body, slippers within a small distance of mm. each other. Police. No way. Basically mark it as a, there's nothing to see here. Mm -hmm. We don't even have an answer. I'm losing faith. I'm losing confidence. So you can call it integrity, Priya, but the street's been talking. So, I mean, this uh, in danger of this becoming the institutional racism episode, we've done the Royal Family, the press and the police. 
Like how many more examples yeah, do you need? Look, you're going to get jokes from this kid and terribly most of the time. And there's jokes in this episode, but you know what? Sometimes fuck the jokes in it. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to, sometimes sometimes, got to speak sometimes, some real spit. Yeah, this is, this is a heavy week. I'm not going to come yeah, on here. There's no, there's no way. A week like, yeah. We're not going to come on here a week like this and just be busting jokes. Like, yeah. like, like, like the whole of London ain't fucking hurting and like scared and shit. Like there's real spit to get through. We all know women. We all have women in our lives who got that little bit more shook this week. Facts. So I'm not going to come on here and fucking joke around. RIP to Sarah Everard. Blessing Olu Shegan. Nicole Smallman. Bibber Henry. Um, at least in the case of Sarah Everard, the family can somewhat, in some small way, at least, find some closure when that guy whose name we will not mention is sent down. If he if he is the person Hope, who did it, hoping he is, right? hoping if he is the person who did it, hoping whoever is sent down. Um, and I pray that in the other two cases, in Blessing's case, and in Nicole and Bibber's case, we mm. also have similar closure Amen. for the families. Amen. Pretty Patel, you you square peg, you fucking scumbag, triceratops, scumbag. Say it as it is, but scumbag, you triceratops looking slab of dead food. Oh, just an awful, honestly, just an <laughs> awful, bro. It person. is what it is. Anyway, quick one. Since we're on this, I think we're going to need one of these. Well, maybe not. Is that a pre-click? I don't know. I don't know. No, no, we're not going to do clicks for this. George Floyd's, the case has seemingly been settled. Or at least one part of it has been settled. A case against the state. Um, city of Minneapolis. The city of Minneapolis is looking like it's about to be settled for what is a record $27 million payout, which is going to go to George Floyd's family. Um, Derek Chauvin, who who I shouldn't have named, but there you go, who killed um, George Floyd. Let's not sugarcoat it. Murdered him. Murdered him. Yeah. Is going to continue going through that court system and that process. But at least we have some significant payback, if you want to call it that. Not that 27 million is ever enough to replace um, a life. Amen. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Amen. Rest in peace, George Floyd, man. I'm not going to lie, lads. I'm pretty much done. Um, I've not really got much else to say. As I said, it's been a heavy week um, for everyone. I uh, could do new music, but I don't really care to. Um, you man got anything? Nah. Not really, no. Nah. So what we need to say? Yeah, I think we did all of these topics service um, and justice. Um, yeah, I guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. This can end terribly.